Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. We're not creative enough. We're not positive enough. It's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming. Football's coming home. We'll go on getting back. It's on getting back. It's on getting back. It's on getting back. It's coming. Football's coming home. It's coming. Every chance that Wayne Rooney could go back to the Man United training ground and stick one on Ronaldo. Beckham could raise the roof here with a goal. I don't believe it. David Beckham scores the goal to take England all the way to the World Cup finals. Welcome back to Dream of Our Lives, a new World Cup 2022 mini-series that will be taking a sideways and not very analytical look at the game's markedly the most controversial World Cup yet. And of course, this will be the last episode as Argentina have lifted the trophy for the first time since 1986 in what was arguably the most entertaining final of all time. Yeah, that's right. Messi lifts the World Cup aloft in his dressing gown. Mbappe becomes only the second player to score a hat-trick in the World Cup final, but loses. Emiliano Martinez shags the Golden Glove in front of four billion people. And Gianni Infantino does his best David Tennant as Doctor Who impression with his suit and trainer's combination. Today, we will discuss the tournament as a whole, give our thoughts on the final, and where does the future lie for the World Cup? To join me in answering those questions is Portsmouth fan and documentary filmmaker, Mr. Harry Hansford. Good good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good day. Um, let's go straight on to the final then. Um, what a final it was. Do you enjoy it? Oh, yeah, very much so. <laughs> uh, even, even, like, I think um, even though a lot of it sort of only happened 
at the end of the game, essentially, uh, brought back to life. But I still think it was entertaining throughout. I still feel like both sides had chances throughout. Um, and there's part of me that is taking some sort of smug fact in that I'm pretty sure in that first episode, I was saying, oh, I feel like Argentina are going to win and I feel like France might be up there as well. So I feel a little bit happy that I uh, predicted yeah. that. You may remember but, I said I said the opposite. I was Argentina were going to flop, and uh, I was completely wrong. Yeah, but uh, I don't feel. I feel like uh, I shouldn't have been so right. Maybe I should have been hoping more of England. But at least I can say, oh, I've predicted two World Cups in a row now. <laughs> Fair enough. Were you a BBC or an ITV man? I went with BBC. Yeah, but I did. I did too. I'll... You know, you're paying the license fee for a reason. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but um, I feel like various. Um, I feel like a lot of people like a lot of people hate on the ITV, but I feel like there's just as many people I don't like on either show, and just as many people I do like on either. Yeah, show. I don't know about you, but I've Gary Lineker sort of fallen out of favour of him slightly. I don't know why. I just find him quite annoying now. Um, mm. and uh, ITV, that guy who presents it, he just comes across like such a self-righteous dickhead. I can't remember his name. Um, but yeah, I don't really like him. Yeah. But yeah, either, either way, you left a loft, aren't you? I think ITV probably is a better commentary team. Um, yeah, Jermaine Genius, just I do not know uh, how he's got a job yeah. post football whatsoever. I mean, the one show, really, yeah. although he did for, he did for OA1, like when Guy Mowbray was doing the commentary with, I don't know if you heard this, but um, <laughs> Guy Mowbray said, Oh, and joining us in the final with so many legends, you're never more than ten foot away from one. And then Jermaine Genius goes, Oh, thank you. <laughs> I was like, oh, I was like, he got he got a bit of respect that. And he obviously was alluding to like Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, Roberto Carlos, yeah. and people like that, not sure. not uh, someone who played for Tottenham. Um but um but yeah, I found that quite funny. Um yeah, it's I'll tell you what, I, I tweeted two things in this World Cup. In the seventieth minute, I tweeted uh, this is the most boring World Cup final I've ever seen, and long how I was wrong about <laughs> that as well. And um, it's it changed after that as I was typing it. I think I, I think I don't think I even posted it. I think it, as I was typing it, it's kind of went. Uh, it kind of it's almost as if I had a part to play in it as some sort of higher being. <laughs> and then the second thing was, which is where we I suppose we can kick off the match. Is that will the Qatari ambassador Lionel Messi get any favourable decisions go for him? And you could argue the first penalty of the game was extraordinarily light. Yes. I don't think it was a pen personally, but uh, it made the game yeah. interesting, didn't it? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, at the time, I felt like it was, it was soft. And um, yeah, considering some we've seen waved off, some we've seen given, I'm not surprised it was given, but I think you could have easily have seen it waved off considering some of the other ones we've seen. But I feel you like there's been a lot of soft penalties. Uh, I feel like VAR should be clearing this up, but it seems to be making it a bit more muddier. Does. If I, I'll, say, I'll say what I said for the England one. I think if that was in the Prem, it wouldn't have been given. Um, saying there's been a lot of pe- pens given this tournament, isn't there? I think it was the same yeah. with 2018, to be fair. but Yeah, 2018 had more, I believe. But it's not, it's not a lot more. Mm, mm, indeed, Argentina. I put finally looked convinc- convincing. I've said in like the previous rounds and the quarters and the semis and even in the group stages. Obviously, losing to Saudi Arabia, they looked really. I didn't understand the team. I think I said in the first episode or 
one of the first episodes. Like they got Messi and they got some other good players, but that's it. And yeah. it, it was just, this last game, I was happily proven wrong, and I finally got it. I saw what Enzo Fernandez was doing. I saw what Molina um, was doing. I saw what Di Maria was doing. Um, I saw what McAllister was doing. I don't know what yeah. a player he, he looked. Fucking out of world. He looked absolutely yeah. alien. Where, where? I swear I've watched Brighton play a few times this season and before, <laughs> and he's never looked that good. No, it's only sure. like Leonard Trossard been getting the goals for them. Was it? Yeah, he's one of those players where when we did touch on him and we did say, oh, it's like an Asian team and there's a few players who are good but not great. He's one of those players we mentioned there. It was like, oh, he's good. But this World Cup, he's looked very good. I mean, that that game there, he looked, he looked unbelievable. Um, be very interesting to see how it, the rest of this season goes because hasn't, hasn't it been going around? Isn't his first game back like a League Cup game away to like a lower league team and things? It's Oxford, I think, yeah. Yeah, but... Uh, It'd be, yeah, I think I think he he's a big surprise for me um, this tournament anyway. But that, that game was yeah particularly impressive. Yeah, even the centre backs like Otamendi, or granted he gave away the penalty, um, has looked incredible uh, with Romero. That back line is just really good as well. Um, Montiel and Molina and uh, Acuna as well. Just um, they, I, I kind of get it. I understand now why they went so many games unbeaten. I get it. I just yeah. wasn't. You know, Paredes, uh, was it Rodrigo de Paul as well? I mean, he, he's always been solid, but I didn't know he was that good. Sure. I just I get it. It's not a, necessarily a team of worldy players, apart from Messi, obviously. But it's a cohesive yeah. team that does yeah. well. It kind of reminds me a bit of the Portugal team that won the European Championships in 2016. You've got that Ronaldo yeah. figure. And then you've got a load of other players who just play well together and they're a unit Definitely, and yeah. they're strong and they're a team. Um, again, I still think any other day France could have beaten them. England could probably beat that Argentina side. Spain could probably beat that Argentina side. I just, I do think the luck of the draw yeah, kind sure. of helped them some bit as well. I mean, that, yeah. But um, yeah, they finally looked convincing and I finally understood the dynamic of the team. It yeah. took me, it took me to watch every single game they played it was only up until the final that I realised that they were good. And they dominated for 70 minutes. That's not the oh, game. Sure. Yeah, I was like, this is boring as fuck. Yeah, France looked like they didn't look like they were in the game at all. Like, that's what I said, I said earlier. Like, it was an exciting game and most of that excitement came in that last sort of section of the play. So through extra time as well. Um, and yeah, France didn't seem to turn up for the first like 70 minutes. Argentina looked really good. We've both said throughout that they've not really convinced us yet and it, I would have said I would have said the same at the end of the uh, semis as well but here they, they look like they, they woke up that morning expecting their name to be on that trophy and they went out and played like a bit. Yeah, that was what was happening and um, yeah it was it, it was something else uh, but I, I do feel like people were we have to question why France didn't turn up for so long and why it took um, a penalty I and mean, then a, a I and mean, then after that penalty, their belief was back, wasn't it? But yeah, it was one hell yeah, of a momentum shift. People do have, for sure, people do have to question what was going on for that first section. I, I, I would say, but yeah, I think Argentina were unlucky not to have won it with a clean sheet in ninety minutes. In some in some respects, um, it was really weird, wasn't it? How it just kind of shifted from left to right so quickly. Yeah, um, there was a lot of talk about the France squad being ill, and then more more kind of Kintari 
conspiracies kind of <laughs> kind of wave the ice, but that was soon put to bed by Mbappe's performance. We'll get on to in a second. Um, but Deschamps made some pretty brave calls. It was just after half time. He took off Giroud, who was yeah. like the main. If he stayed on the pitch and he scored, I would have won like 800 quid. I'd like a load of accumulative bets with him to score. And if he had stayed on the pitch and scored, oh, he would have won a lot of money. But anyway, Deschamps took him and Dembele off, which I thought was brave because they've been two yeah, of the best players so that, uh, for them in the tournament. Um, yeah. But fair play to him, he'd done that. Um, kind of moving along in sequence then, uh, Argentina go 2-0 up. Uh, Di Maria gets a goal against the run of play. Some great kind of uh, tippy-tap of footwork, kind of coordinated by Messi. McAllister, a great ball through. Um, Alvarez as well, playing really, really well. I didn't realise how, because we've not really seen him play for Man City. For sure. I didn't realise how great he was. Again, he got taken yeah. off uh, a little bit later on, but um, yeah, what a great tournament he's had as well. And uh, he's going to give Haaland a run for his money. Well, probably not, but still. Um, yeah, weird, isn't it? Like, yeah, it went 2-0 up and I thought, well, that's it, Argentina. Mm. Are the world champions? Do you think Di Maria gets underestimated and has been his whole career? Yeah, I mean it's hard, isn't it? Because to say that about a player that's played for like some of the biggest teams in the world, but yeah, I'd say I'd say so. And even in this tournament, like going in, everyone's like, oh, he's, he's getting on. What's he still doing there? And he's, his role has been like pivotal in in the way they play. And even the um for two goals as well, he, he's. Obviously, he scored the second one, and he's amongst them in, in about in that first one. And uh, yeah, I, I, I guess it's one of those players where he, he has that thing where any other time period he might have been considered a bit better than he is, but he he is around at the same time as possibly the best player ever in that team. Um, I suppose the only thing about Tina is you can say you can't really say that because if you were around in the eighties, you'd have had the same problem. <laughs> it's yes, one yeah. of those. Uh, but any other nation, you like, oh, that's all. You get one of those players. Yeah, before and, uh, that, you get like they've, they've had two. I'm supposed Brazil has multiple. To be fair, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, but yeah, 129 appearances for Argentina. He's won a World Cup, the Cup of America, Champions League of Real Madrid, La Liga of Real Madrid, five league titles for PSG, two Copa del Reyes, and he's won a fucking lot. Um, yeah, and for, yeah, he goes a bit underestimated. He's still taken on players as well. He's never really changed his game. He still runs at people. Um, yeah. He's a very unique tool to have. Um, so yeah, the two new up. He can put a beautiful ball in as well. Like I think people forget just how good some of his balls have been. As oh, it's true, very true. Um, so yeah, to new Argentina uh, to new up. It looked pretty much home in drive. Um, McAllister, do you think you, we spoke about him earlier? Do you think he's destined for a big move? He must be after that. Yeah, I know. I know Brighton have already come out and said, "Oh, we're trying to hold on to him as long as we can." So that that means he's off somewhere, surely. Do you think that's a, that's one thing no one's really spoken about? Well, I've not heard anyway. We, this is the closest World Cup, a World Cup has ever been to a transfer window. Yeah. Well, actually, then it's a lie, isn't it? Because normally it's in the summer. Okay. Well, the point I was going to say yeah, is that fair. it's literally going to... But it's a mid-season window, isn't it? Yeah, true. But you can literally wait a week after watching some of the best, you know, some emerging performances at the World Cup, wait a week, and then these teams might go and grab them. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that'd be quite interesting, I see. But yeah, I think McAllister's got he's gonna move somewhere. Yeah, I'd imagine if not straight away, definitely in the summer. Mm-hmm. I put this down. I'm not sure if I agree with it, but I put it down. Was that Messi's best ever single performance? Mm. Got I the mean, penalty, got the goal yeah. in extra time, as we'll we'll come on to. Yeah, I mean it, 
for the argument that's there for it, I'm trying to think if I can think of a, of a game off the top of my head. I'm sure there probably are some games where well, he's... There's, there's so many, that's the thing. Where, where he's probably done more than that. But because what it's worth and what it means, and, you know, we know how uh, how much it means to a country to, to win that, especially a country that's seen how great they can be and then have the big spell of not having it. Um, so I can only imagine for him, he probably feels person. He probably feels that way. Um, but yeah, I'm sure as a Barcelona fan that will tell you what he did on a Tuesday night against a team that you know just tore up and changed their season or whatever. But yeah, for me, I'd imagine I'd imagine that's 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 going to be remembered as it for sure. I think maybe not the best ever single performance, but the most important one, maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's it, was, it was come of the man, come of the hour. Although, yeah. or it was, but then again, they won on penalties. So, yeah, yeah. I think if they won the match outright, then maybe it would it was, have been, which they nearly yeah. did, to be fair, um, on two occasions, <laughs> as yeah. we come on to. So, uh, yeah, it really changes when uh, Deschamps makes the changes. Mbappe gets the penalty, the one that Otamendi gave away. That was a penalty, I think, as well. And, he looked yeah. so cool. He was pretty quiet for that for the match up until that point. Mm. Mbappe and I was always saying to myself even before that, just like he's not really like just give the ball to Mbappe. He's like your only creative chance and option at this point. Um, dispatches the penalty yeah. confidently as well. Uh, Martinez does get an arm to it, but he just he oh, when he put that penalty away, I was like, we need him for England if we can. Yeah. We need because like the. He just the pressure that must have been. He just didn't see it, does he? He's like, I score goals. No. That's what I do. Yeah, and and you know, to be twenty three and to be uh, your second World Cup final in as many tournaments, um, I suppose helps with that confidence, right? Um, we we you know uh, maybe have a, there's a difference between English players that you know they don't see the positive of that side so often. Um, but yeah, I mean, he looked. He didn't look like he's gonna miss and uh I I'd be hard pressed to pick someone else to take a penalty if I you know at the moment. I feel like I feel like every time he steps up he, he knows exactly what's gonna ha- come out of it and he just doesn't let it phase him. Yeah, we went on to score two more as well, but um For sure. yeah, we're, ju- we're jumping ahead slightly. So the game changes completely at this point. Um France just get the momentum and they start creating a lot more again for Mbappe and I think it is like ninety seconds after that penalty. Yeah. Mbappe scores again with arguably the most important goal of the tournament. Um, is it? Is that? Is it? Um, oh, is it? What's that player called? The young French dude, twenty-four year old, Kouane, uh, is it? Mouani, Mouani, Kolo Mouani. Yeah, I think it was him or Komen with like a lifted ball through, literally just yeah. lifted over at the last man. And Mbappe, nine, nine, ninety-nine percent of people would have took took the ball down and hit it, but he hits it the first time. And I couldn't yeah. believe it went in. I just couldn't believe it. I was like, it's ridiculous. it just, just sums the man up, the control, the quality. Yeah. Like, it, I, I just, I was, I was in awe. I, I was like, well, that is the best player in the world right now because he's done that in a final. Yeah. I mean, if, if, you've done yeah. it in a, if you've done it in a regular league game, it'd be impressive, but you've done it in a final. Oh, sure. And he, if it didn't and go look, in... And again, look, it's that, but it's also, it's, it shows again about confidence, right? So like, he's just scored that penalty... Like saying, most people would have taken touch. He's like, no, he just no. He in his head, he's like, okay, just scored. If this is this is also going to go in, it's going to be two two, and I'm going to be the man, the hero, and all that runs through his head. And rather than crumble under, he thrives on that. And yeah, I think that's it was incredible to uh, 
inspire turnaround so quickly. But I think sometimes you just got once that momentum shifts, you've just got to go with it and believe in it, right? And I think that's what was happening there. Yeah, and if that wasn't enough, it was uh, that would go into extra time. So we'll see Argentina be in that position before with the Netherlands, all, all too familiar. Uh, relatively new territory for the likes of France there. Um, and Messi gets the next goal. It was a bit of a controversial one. Uh, Messi was in the right time, right place. I think it was a shot from, I can't remember who to be honest, was it Paredes or was it Alvarez? Um, but then Messi kind of gets a rebound after Lloris parries it. Right time, right place. Not going to be the greatest goal of his career, but it was kind of, is it over the line kind of thing? I think it definitely definitely was. There's no debate around yeah. that. But it just sums up the man, Messi. Right time, right place. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, my, I, I swear it was going to penalties. The players were starting to look a bit tired. And uh, I was amazed. I was like, this is, this, is, this, is, this is exactly what you want from a World Cup final. It's a shame it's in Qatar, but it's exactly what you want <laughs> from a World Cup final. Um, and it felt like he'd won it for his country. And then that's like everyone's run on the pitch, crowding him. Sure. If that was the winning goal, I think that would put the debate to bed um, for what is Messi's most important performance or his best game, I think. Yeah. Him echoing Maradona in that light. Yeah, that would have uh, put the game to bed. Um, but it didn't. Nope. As we know on, there was a handball. And again, a bit of a dubious penalty again. Mm. But um, I'm so glad they gave it because it just it was cracking entertainment. <laughs> I was I was off my seat. Um and I was <laughs> And then Mbappe again, just so cool. Just absolutely yeah. rifled it. It was Im- impeccable. Absolutely impeccable. Um, yeah, I, I'm astounded. I think Mbappe probably had the better performance out of between them and Messi, although they both had they were both instrumental into the goals yeah. of the games. But I think just a, I don't know, Mbappe's temperament I just find so impressive. It's on yeah, yeah. There is a great parallel to be made between the two of them, right? And uh it being, you know, a, like there, there's a lot of romantic ideas about it. there being a final showdown about between Ronaldo and and uh, and uh, Messi. There's a lot of ideas for, you know, oh, how romantic is going to be to see hit someone win it for the last opportunity or whatever. But we we sort of saw a little bit of a passing of the torches in, in a way that they they there was almost became a little bit of a personal competition between them of inside of the uh, World Cup final. What made it? Everything even a little more interesting, I suppose. But yeah, I mean, when he when he um, when Messi scores, he's got to feel like that's it. He's got to feel like I've done this. Um, I'm, you know, it's all over. And then yeah, the penalty. I agree. I agree with you saying it, it is a, again. It's a weird and sort of soft penalty. But his arm is out. I don't think it's necessarily that purposeful. But his arm is out, right? So it has to, it has to be given. And. Uh, when he steps up again, you just know he's not going to miss Mbappe. You just you can just tell, like you know, when when Kane stood up for that second one, you could see, oh god, he, he might miss this. You could just you could see that he didn't look as confident. Well, that that wasn't that wasn't the case here, and I, I'm fairly I'm I'm because he takes another penalty um, as well. I'm I'm getting a little bit confused in my head, but I'm fairly certain this is the one where he goes exactly the same way. The keeper even knows this time, so he goes that way, and he still can't. Uh, get to it right. Is this this one? Mm, and this is like it's so. incredible. Um, but yeah, I mean, and to 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 take you from sort of two down to being three or whether it's just 
unbelievable as well. But he must, in that moment, he's got to feel like, okay, I've done this now. We're, we're going to go on and win this. This is our moment. So you've got both of these players at the top of their game, both probably feeling like they've done everything they could. And yet, there's still more to come. Like, what, what, what could you want from a World Cup final? This is exact. Oh, if, was... you, if you could write a perfect World Cup final, uh, a last minute like penalty for an equaliser, it's it's too good to actually happen. Mm. Yeah, it's what we it saw. was almost yeah. as if it was scripted by like some of the great writers uh, yeah, from the BBC did. or whatever. But let's not forget, <laughs> fucking, I forgot throughout the whole whole way through the match, I completely forgot Messi and Mbappe played for the same club team. That's yeah. fucked up, isn't it? That is fucked yeah. up. That's yeah, money, money talks, isn't it? Obviously, which is sure. kind, of, kind of dirty in a way, isn't it? I feel awful. Yeah. Um, it's, that that team is a bit, yeah, it's unreal when you think about like what what, what Paris was just a few short years ago. <laughs> incredible, incredible scenes. Um, but yeah, Mbappe comes in the second player after Sir Jeff Hurst to get a hat trick in the final. Just hilarious that um, he. <laughs> He's still lost. It's just incredible. Yeah. That'll be one of those stats that goes down in history forever. I can't see that being repeated because there, no. there would have to be another, like another free all final or another four free final or five free. You know, and then all all three goal, those goals need to come from another similar player. Although yeah. if it was going to happen again, I'd bet my bottom dollar it'd be Mbappe scoring that hat trick. Yeah, and I mean, but and because he's only twenty three. To be fair, we might just see that. Like it's even gonna. It's one of those. It's one of those things where it's so. It should never happen again. It should take a very long time, like it has from the first time. But you've got. To, then you've got to look at the fact that it is Mbappe. He is twenty three. They have been to the last two World Cup finals, so the likelihood of him getting to a World Cup final again soon is pretty high. And because who he is, the likelihood of him scoring is pretty high. So if we are going to see it again, it will be sooner than later in some respects yeah. but I know what you mean like it's not I, I can't see it happening again but if anyone does it's him for sure and for me it's to be believed uh, Deschamps is going to be kicked out and uh, Zidane coming in mm. that'd be so, interesting yeah I mean if a man gets you to a final it shouldn't be a sack in but if, if it's something where his contract's up and that was always the case and, and maybe and I, I guess like there's such a romantic feeling for Zidane in, in France and he's such an icon and a hero. And um I suppose he, he in his own right, he he uh he might have a need to rectify a World Cup final. And if those players have a need to rectify a World Cup final, maybe they're a match made in heaven in some That's respects. Good, good point to be fair. Good point. That's a good, yeah, I like that. Very poetic. Um so yeah, France actually could have won it 4-3 as well, to be fair. The, very late to the game, yeah. Kolo Moani and uh, Kingsley Coman at the end had a shot. Um, but Martinez made a Schmeichel-esque save. He kind of like ran out and done that starfish jump thing, didn't he? Oh. And kind of saved it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it got me off my seat that as well. And then, of course, that turned the tie into penalties. And I only thought it was going on one way. I thought... To be fair, Larice, I thought was the better keeper overall and made more saves in the game. Martinez was actually quite quiet. All, all he can really do is let in those uh, penalties. Um, sure. um, but other than that, he wasn't really tested. Um, so I actually thought he, Larice probably had the better game. Um, but as soon as Martinez started doing that shit out, he started dancing the players. Do you see when he picked up the ball and then just like fucking threw it away? Yeah. I was like, you. Yeah. 
because he'd done it to Shuamani as well, who's quite young and it's his first World Cup and etc. I knew he was going to miss that penalty. And then originally I thought France were going to win it. And then as soon as he'd done that, I was like, well, I said Argentina have won it now, even though that goal would have been to level it. I knew Shuamani was going to miss that. He dragged it wide, didn't he? But um, well, what do you make of that? Is it unsportsmanlike or is he just trying to get an edge? Uh, I feel like we've seen it with keepers so long that it's, it's, um, we accept it as part of the game for keepers, right? Um, we, especially in World Cups, it's something we, you know, we sort of expect to see now is a keeper have a performance of that, or in a final at least, uh, of uh, certain other tournaments. Like, I know it's been great times where keepers have been doing that in the Champions League final as well. So, yeah, I like it, man. Uh, it's great. I, I, I think he's, he's come, he's another player that's going to come out of this looking very good and, um, people are going to, Keep an eye out for. Yeah, um, interesting. Well. Do you think he? Um, cause like, I'm just trying to think. Barthez won the World Cup. Move from Marseille to United. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm just trying to think of other moves. Uh, Larice stayed at Tottenham. To be fair, he was a uh, I know Noyes, but Bayern Munich is really a big club, wasn't he? Before that was Casillas. He was already at Real Madrid before yeah, that. Buffon before Madrid. that. Marcos for Brazil. Yeah, that's what I, I don't know if keepers really get big moves. Think, no, but then I think the fact that he started his career uh, sort of over in England at Arsenal probably helps that idea of, okay, he once thought he could play at that complete top of the, of the level and uh, he's had to, whip, you know, build his way back and now he's at, you know, he played for a lot of lower league teams and he on loan and things and now then Redden, then now Villa, and obviously Villa are a big club in their own right. But um, I could see a bigger club coming in for him now because he's got the history of he was once thought he could do that. He's now won the World Cup, so surely that's proof that he can do that. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's a, a few people around England who's watched Rotherham and Oxford and Sheffield Wednesday over the last few years who can't quite believe they're seeing a player that appeared for them winning the World Cup. But mm, yeah. Yeah, Very true. I think um, he'll get. I think he'll move probably. I, I, I feel think... like he's got a good chance, but yeah, I know you're saying like it's. Yeah, I think I think Sorry. he'll move because uh, I don't think Villa will. Uh, he's got that taste for success now, and he was yeah. instrumental in the tournament, really, well, wasn't he? Is isn't there something going around about they sent him out to do the press conference before they won, like the Copa America, and they sent him out to do the press conference before the World Cup, and they won. And there's another one I think they won recently, and they sent him out before. So like he's become like a lucky charm for them. They they don't send Messi out to do that press press conference or bigger player. They send Martinez out because it's like mm. when he goes out, we end up winning the final. Um, so maybe maybe, but yeah, I, I yeah. can't see him staying at Villa. I think no, he'll, I can, he'll yeah he'll want to prove Arsenal might, wrong. It might not. Yeah, it it's, might it's not probably... be. Uh, I don't know if it'll be an English side or if it'll if it'll be going to Spain or somewhere but yeah I, I feel like maybe you're right his days are sort of numbered at yeah maybe maybe although then again he didn't have much to do at the tournament really so sure. I don't know I don't know if his uh, keeping goalkeeping exploits kind of really helped him um, but yeah in the end Argentina were successful uh, Messi and Mbappe dispatched their penalties emphatically as well um I think with the World Cup, you can't always say or see if a certain team deserved it or not. Mm. I didn't think, oh, just judging by the games Argentina played, I didn't expect Argentina to win it. No, and I don't think yeah, it was the greatest Argentina team we've seen. I don't think it's the greatest France team we've seen. In fact, I don't think it's the, in terms of the World Cup, we've not seen the greatest teams. Like it wasn't the greatest German team. The Spanish no, team no. didn't have like any 
He's got emerging talents, but no one who's like amazing. They've got Morata up top still. You know, England's team is still very much emerging. I think England probably had the best squad at the tournament, personally. Yeah. In terms of like everyone in a fixed, talented position. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was it was we didn't have a Zidane, we didn't have a Perlo, we didn't have a you know, we've got Messi and Ronaldo, of course, but there was no one else, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mbappe, it was just the usual suspects kind of thing. I don't know. I, I just felt yeah. like... No one's really made their name as such in this tournament. But I can yeah. think off the top of my head. Um, I suppose the whole of the country of Morocco has made their name in some respect. Yeah, true. Now people are going to expect them to be up there for uh, maybe another tournament um, or so. But yeah, it's... It's a weird. It's been a weird World Cup because there's been a lot of upsets. Um, there's been a lot of uh, results that you know you, you didn't expect. Yet we ended up with two teams you'd very much expect to be at any you know any given tournament. You expect Argentina and France to to be up there and about there, right? Um, mm. All right, yeah, I could see that it went a bit odd, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it is a bit weird, isn't it? Isn't this tournament's been um, fine margins there, isn't it? Because the Netherlands could have easily got to the final. You know, it was, again, penalties there. And sure. France-Croatia was very close at certain points. And uh, Morocco, anything could have happened there. So it was a fine margins tournament. Um, the teams that got to the final could have easily went out on a couple of occasions, if that makes sense. Definitely, yeah. Which, um, you know, we haven't seen dominating performance in, in the in the knockout stage. I find, it, I find it's really interesting that... Uh, so it's very... The fact before the tournament, obviously, was I lost one game since 2019, and that was against Saudi Arabia. Which just makes that that upset even bigger, right? Now that they've gone on to win the tournament, like there'll be some people in Saudi Arabia that might want to start calling themselves the unofficial world champions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I tweeted as well. I said, "Does this officially make Saudi Arabia the best team in the world now?" Yeah, um, <laughs> got to say that that high line worked in that game, and it would probably work again if they played another day. You know. Um, but there we go so let's have our final final thoughts on the final uh, Golden Glove went to Martinez what constitutes yeah. Golden Glove I used to think it was most clean sheets but I don't think that yeah. was the case um, I'm trying to have a think about Argentina yeah I, I would presume it's most clean sheets but then Morocco yeah it should have went to Bono I would have thought I would have given yeah. it to Bono penalty yeah. saves I think he had they... more clean sheets than anything else yeah, because they conceded one own goal and then they conceded two goals against France and that was it. So you'd think he must have had most clean sheets. But I don't know off the top of my head how uh, how many Argentina's games ended in a clean sheet. Yeah, I guess penalty heroics in the final gives you quite a bit of a edge to win that. Justice for Bono is what I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, young player of the tournament went to Enzo Fernandez. Uh, again, I think there's a few people who could be annoyed at that. Jude Bellingham, maybe. I suppose. Yeah, for sure. Maybe I don't know how old Chumani is, but he had a pretty good tournament overall. I think Alvarez was probably better than Fernandez on the whole. You need Alvarez. Yeah. I think it could have gone to him, but yep, yeah, no massive gripes. Uh, it going to Fernandez. Golden ball went to Messi, of course. Um, again, can't really argue, can you? He did have a, it's the best tournament I think I've seen him play compared to his other ones. Yeah. He got the golden sure. ball in 2014 as well, didn't he? And yeah. I was a bit surprised at that. I really, I really think it should have went to a German. Um, but yeah, 
Uh, yeah, can't really argue that. Uh, Golden Shoe goes to Mbappe, top goal scorer. Yeah. Um, but what was weird about the the uh, award, well, the ceremony at the end when they lift the FA Cup, do you see them put that kind of dressing gown robe thing on Messi? Yeah. Yeah. The fuck was that about? So it's some sort of ceremonial, uh, culturally like Saudi, uh, uh, not Saudi, <laughs> uh, like Batari sort of dress, right? Um, so I there's been some controversy it. around it. It seemed a bit politically because that's never happened before, is it? Like, it seemed no. a bit politically well, maybe, enhanced because obviously Messi is like a Qatari ambassador, so he's well endowed yeah. with 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 the culture already. But sure. surely, when you're lifting the World Cup and you're never going to lift it again, you want to do it yeah. in, your, in your country's colours, not in some fucking weird yeah. Middle Eastern lingerie. It's weird. They can use that image forever, right? Like when the World Cup came here, the best player in the world won it, and look how he dressed. Right? <laughs> um, Listen, imagine sure, they've done that at other World Cups. Then, yeah. that's, that's in in so in, also, in '66. If they fucking everyone's wearing trilbies or 1970, they're wearing sombreros. Yeah, <laughs> 2002, yeah. they're wearing like samurai armor. Well, like let's, a, let's see. Or might, 20, might 20, 20, 20, Yeah. <laughs> 2014 is like wearing a Brazilian thong, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I saw someone compare it to. Um, they're like, oh, no one kicked up this much of a fuss when the Greeks were making people wear traditional Greek he- headbands in the 2004 Athens Olympics, and it's like, well, that's not quite the same, is it? Because that was a homecoming to the country that invented the Olympics, and it wasn't really pushing on a cultural thing they do every day it was a, a celebration of its heritage this isn't what's happening here football didn't come home to Qatar and they're like celebrating the heritage of football they're pushing their own agenda it is for, so they can have that photo forever and they can you know have a legacy of oh look we're Qatar we, we hosted the World Cup we can't be that bad right it's it's still to serve that purpose that this whole mm. tournament sort of served so it, it does leave that sort of bit of taste in your mouth especially because we have tried to, you know, as people, we do we we have tried to just enjoy the football as much as we were, we felt about politics. Otherwise, it drove us all insane. And yeah, at the very end, they're like, you get that image, and it does make you go, oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> like maybe maybe I shouldn't have watched. <laughs> Where mm. really you want to go? What a great final! That was a wonderful final. Um, if anything makes up for England not getting there, it's watching a game like this. But instead, yeah, you have this remaining image of. Messi knowing where where his boss comes from, shall we say? Yeah, I've seen a lot of people kick it off on Twitter about it, and uh, I don't know if you've seen the tweets from Tony Bellew and uh, former England cricketer Kevin Peterson um, saying, "Oh, you know right. what?" They were basically saying about the drinking culture, saying, "Oh, it's been great, no, no alcohol, and uh, mm. people, people should leave the Qataris alone, and all this mm. stuff." And I, I got into oh, I many arguments on Facebook, but um, I just went tell that to the six thousand dead. Yeah. And um, everyone started kicking off saying, oh, it's not 6,000, it was only 500. And then it's just you've got a lot of people who are quite right wing just trying to defend it for the sake of defending it rather than using any intellectual or facts. Yeah, for sure. And um, it, I'm, not, I'm not, saying it, not saying it wasn't a good World Cup. I'm just saying yeah. it it's a tarnished World Cup. And for sure. 
it, Messi winning this World Cup or he won the Qatar World Cup. That's, you know. <laughs> For winter it's, it's best like getting best looking person in the Burns unit. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's not quite, it's not like winning the World Cup at Wembley or at the Azteca or the Maracanã. Yeah. It's an interesting take when um, you're saying leave Qatar alone, the alcohol thing worked out all right. What suggests the only thing you ever worried about was the alcohol ban. So if you're only ever worried about the alcohol ban, you're already ignoring the, all the other problems. But in defence of the alcohol ban, did you see the headline say this is the first World Cup in history where an England fan wasn't arrested? No, I didn't. So apparently this is the first World Cup where England fans have not been arrested. So maybe keep the alcohol ban for the England fans. <laughs> I'm all, no, I'm all for the alcohol ban. That's what I'm saying. But uh, yeah, um, but, it, but I don't think you, you should defend. defend I, 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 go oh, because that was a success. Forget about everything else. It's like no, well, I'm pretty sure you're worrying well, about the wrong thing there. <laughs> I think in the, in the, well, I've highlighted Tony Bellew and Kevin Peterson because they said, "Oh, we should host the World Cup there all the time." Now what? <laughs> now this is what they said in their tweets. Now, which is laughable for one. It's like oh, the spirit no, of the World Cup for sure. Exactly for one and for two. I get the drinking thing and there's been no England arrest. That's amazing. That is great. No, honestly, yeah. that is great because they were comparing it to what happened at Euro 2020 in the final there. That was just a group of cunts, and we we said our disgust about that. What happened at Wembley and the people breaking in off their heads on yeah. coke and whatever else. But to be fair, cocaine shouldn't be easily accessible. You know that's a problem with government. That's a problem with our government. I think, um, you know, but the freedom of choice to be able to drink what you want and then behave yourself at the same time happens ten thousand times every weekend in the UK. Where people go to the football, have a cute few drinks. Sure. It's never an issue. Yeah. It's the one or two no. that make it a problem. Exactly. Um, yeah. And particularly for Kevin Peterson, who was literally <laughs> gave up on his own country to move to England and represent England as well. It's a bit rich of him to say that. Um, <laughs> particularly, he was he was part of that squad of cricketers that get smashed at, uh, at lunchtime or whatever they do in cricket. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they're just they're ignoring the points. What it it reeked out to me that them two wanted to get a job in Qatar because obviously we've seen Gary Neville get paid uh, millions by being sport. We've had other presenters. Uh, Gary Lineker was not with the BBC because he getting paid by the BBC, but he was also doing shows for Al Jazeera, getting paid like 15 million quid. It cries out to me that they're just trying to raise a profile via a tweet yeah. to get employed by being sports or Al Jazeera because yeah. they pay ridiculous amounts of money. Beckham got paid 300 million. Messi became an ambassador for 120 million. It's opened some sort of cricket tournament is going to be held wherever you yeah, can be. and boxing exactly exactly because yeah. then Tony Belly whenever there's a boxing event in Qatar no, to, oh it's like oh Tony, Tony Belly stood up for us we'll get him and yeah. pay him 20 million or Kevin Peterson oh whenever we do we're going to have a Qatari Cricket World Cup and we're going to have Kevin Peterson along he likes us and then we're going to pay they're just doing it for their own self-interest it reeks of yeah. that because why else would you do it particularly with the alcohol thing as well when Kevin Peterson yeah. and Tony Belly I think it's well known they've they've drunk a bit on occasion. Um, I found it very very odd. <laughs> uh, anyway, on the on the final, Martinez shagging the golden glove in front of a quite <laughs> right wing crowd. I found hilarious. Yeah, that was. Okay, I don't know why he'd done it though. It was a bit odd. It was kind of. I thought, what was he doing it for? Yeah, I don't know what was running through his mind, but I loved it. Mm. <laughs> it keep because I could. 
I feel like I have to watch those bits of the end of a final when they're all because you know it's all part of the of of the occasion. Yet they can be quite dry at times, can't they? So anything that keeps you entertained during that that section is a, always a good thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, finally, on this part of the final, I guess was it the best final ever? I'm saying it's probably the most entertaining we've seen in our lifetime like with that scoreline with, with, with the way it goes to penalties. Um, but I'm sure that. There's a lot of people and a lot of English people, especially, that would say being in Germany in Wembley <laughs> probably still outdoes it. But for for actually seeing it and actually being alive when it happens, it has to, it probably has to be right. Well, I put if it wasn't in Qatar and if it wasn't the Azteca and the American Art or at Wembley or something <laughs> like that, then it would have probably been yeah. the best final in history. Yeah, typically they're not high. Sure. Typically they're not high scoring. Typically there's not many cards. Um, this had everything happen, including like the two best players on the planet um, score shit yeah. over goals. So, um, yeah, I think it, it, it was bloody entertaining. It was just, you know, it was just feels a bit dirty. I don't know how to explain it really. It's anywhere I can kind of yeah. put it. But there I we know, go. For sure, the whole the whole thing like we said, we said it we said before, and, and we we probably joked as well, saying unless England wins it. But the whole this whole tournament's always going to have that big big asterisk next to it. Of it shouldn't have really happened, though, should it? Mm, absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean, to counter it, a lot of um, to play devil's advocate again, you've got to argue that for a lot of people in the world, having a winter world cup is like having a summer world cup because of the southern hemisphere. Yep. So you could argue that we've we've just been really arrogant for the last hundred years, and that you know we need to give the people in the southern hemisphere a chance to enjoy it when it's their summer, although eighty yeah. percent. Eighty percent of the world's population is above the equator. So part of me is like, "Well, fuck you and your fucking penguins." But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, when you say it like that, I was like, "Oh yeah, no, for sure. Maybe, maybe we should be doing every other one." Like most people. And then when you said eighty like, percent, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's why." Yeah, no, it doesn't matter. Really. <laughs> <laughs> fuck them. Tell me how quickly um, you convinced me and then unconvinced me. <laughs> it's the way the world. You know, our FIFA operates now. It's quite easy to be swayed. Um, <laughs> Let's go on to the final tournament, final uh, thoughts of the actual tournament. Then, who's your favourite player? Um, I'm going to be really boring in English and say Jude Bellingham. I just, he just look when you said on the first episode, oh, he's going to win. He's one day he's going to lift that World Cup. I was a bit like, oh, that, that's hyperbole. That's hyperbole. And then every game, I was like, he isn't in one day. Like he's going to lift that. World. He's that good. But you could, if you build around him. That's that's what's going to happen, and uh, I hope it, we know we're not. I hope it doesn't go. You know, uh, weird things have happened, but you know, plays look that good and then don't appear. I hope it doesn't go that way because I've completely bought into the Bellingham hype train, and uh, I don't think I would have without this World Cup. You know, I'll probably get injured now when you retire at like twenty six. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd say he's probably my favourite player as well from an English perspective. But. Um... Yeah, I really like watching Mbappe play as well, to be fair. But yeah, Drew Bellingham, yeah, yeah. just because I I backed him and he, it paid off. So Drew Bellingham. Sure. Uh, Favourite team to watch? Uh, oh, It's a hard one, but I feel like everyone's heart got swept up with with Morocco, right? And I was, you know, I, I so wanted them to get to the final. I know they probably would have got smashed, but... I so wanted it to happen. And after the semis, I sort of felt like this World Cup's over. Like, I don't care about a final. Obviously, the final was so great that that sort of changed that. But uh, yeah, I felt, I almost felt 
sadder watching Morocco go out than England a little bit because I was just like, oh, it'd be so good. So Morocco gets my answer there. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. Just, they just played, even against like the Spains, the Germanys, and the yeah, Portugals, and they still played attacking football and they brought it right yeah, to it them. Was, and it was a proper weird, like proper interesting setup, right, where they sort of played deep, but at the halfway line a lot of the time as well. They only ever had like 31% of possession, was like the second lowest in the tournament. Yet they got all that way. Um, they didn't really concede, even though they didn't hold the ball a lot. So it was like this weird, quick counter-attack, very defensive, completely off the ball game. But I don't think I'd really seen anyone execute so perfectly. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Uh, flipping things slightly then, uh, what has hosting Qatar, Qatar hosting the World Cup taught us? There should be a better process for choosing the host of <laughs> yep. the World Cup. I mean, that's obvious, isn't it? I think it goes to show a small country can host it. Maybe it should it, be like Eurovision. You win it, you get it. Yeah, yeah. that's not yeah, a bad yeah. idea. I think that's great. Although it would be in Germany yeah. like every other year. But Oh, yeah, that's true. Don't see anything. Well, small countries can host it. Should we just send it to I think that's, no, to, to me, that's a great incentive, though. Like, if China actually yeah. do want to win a, yeah, host the World Cup one day, they've got to win it. They have to plow in loads of money to like their academies and yeah. whatever else. And um, I suppose, well, I suppose it would be a game of money, still, wouldn't it? It'd be the player, it'd be the country's most yeah. money that would still host it. But FIFA, if the money would go into football, not into FIFA, so FIFA don't want that. Yeah, <laughs> fair right. point. it would. It would mean you would have to, if you really wanted to host it, you'd have to invest in your grassroots football. You'd have to really create a scene, and you'd have to do that before hosting it unlike you know like you'd have to have before even dreaming of that you might get to host it like as a big commitment but the money goes into grassroots football where at the moment what happens is you pay money. i don't think it's a, you know i do feel like you would always end up in the same few countries what's not fair or is <laughs> so it, i do get that argument as in uh as in qatar they call it sand roots football <laughs> <laughs> i was about to say what do they call sand all right yeah yeah no but to be fair to them they've pumped a lot of money into their sand roots football but they've done that after they won the bid, it was like in a way to like, and I don't know if they continue doing that. No, after, not a chance. Not a chance. Yeah. Where, you know, if, if you had to win it to host it, you'd have to really invest long term. Mm, mm. Um, so, yeah, what have we, as Qatar taught us? I think it's taught us that a small country could host it, but also that if you're in, I don't think FIFA, speaking of hosting it again, actually, I don't think FIFA will gamble on giving it to another country because the amount of backlash they've got and like everyone has been watching them with a fixed eye on everything politically involved sure. I don't think they'd gamble on giving it to another country like Qatar like Saudi Arabia Not or even to China yeah. for at least a long time until yeah. this is this is old news um, yeah because North the Korean World Cup's not happening anytime soon well you never I wouldn't put it past them but uh, you never know <laughs> Um, but I think that's what it's taught us. I think I think um, if anything, it's played a part in maybe improving the selection process. Yeah, yeah, hopefully so. Uh, it's it's taught me that Qatari officials count in a very different way than I do because those st- <laughs> those stadiums still look half empty when they were getting eighty thousand people in. So yeah, absolutely. Speaking <laughs> of the stadiums, um, bar a couple, they're all going to be dismantled now. Yeah, which is quite a symbolic and maybe metaphoric image of with the stadiums going down, the world's attention will also go down on Qatar. Do you think because of the atrocities that happened beforehand and human rights and the low level of uh, public 
rights they have over there? Do you think the world will keep an eye on Qatar and FIFA, or do you think now it's over, they will go away, much like the dismantled stadiums? No, there's nothing for for media to really sort of latch onto. Like the World Cup's a big story they can latch onto with it, right? Um, I do, I, I do sort of feel like we're hear less and less about what's going on for sure. Um, hopefully, it it, it is going to keep an eye on them, but I don't know. I just don't trust that's the way the news cycle works, right? For, ne- for next, those people around the corner. Yeah, those people dismantling the stadiums now are the same people who helped build them. Yeah, and they would have had friends and colleagues, and you know. Yeah. die building them you can sure. only assume as bad as it would be to assume you can only assume even less care is going to go into it now that it's finished um yeah and you know you never Let's know see, what's going to happen yeah uh, it'd be interesting to bizarre. see who buys the or who gets donated the um shipping container well i heard the stadium going... there was talk at one point about Somewhere in Africa, and there was talk about being talked of different places. Well, I heard they were going to, to get hold of it somewhere in South America. Like, I think they're going to Uruguay. I heard because apparently they've put in a bid okay. to build a stadium to uh, host a World Cup or something. Yeah, so I heard they were right? going there. Yeah, Uruguay, think... Argentina, Chile, and someone else as well. Peru, maybe it's like yeah, a four-person bid. Yeah, I'm not, not a fan Ukraine on that one though. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of these joint bids because I'm just thinking it's a nightmare for fans. For cost to spread out, and um, but I feel like two's okay when these countries are neighbors and things. Um, but three's going to be weird next time because really it's an American World Cup, and Mexico and Canada get to host some group stage games. So, like after the group stage, everything takes place in America. So to me, that's not really it's not weird anyway. It's just the so this is an odd format. Um, but to have more than two, I think, is probably not okay. Like the three's gonna work because of that weird sort of semi in other countries, not really situation. But I feel like four, five, and 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 this bid with Spain and Portugal and Ukraine is just madness. Because who knows if Ukraine's even going to be safe enough to play games, let alone mm. play and travel halfway across the continent. Yeah, I feel like we should restrict it at least, you know, at. At most two, really. Um, and I do think you should probably border those countries as well. Like Japan and Korea was, you know, a bit controversial at the time because they didn't border each other. But now it's, we're kind of so used to it. Um, that we're like, yeah, just let, let Australia jump in on that bit of you. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's mad. I'm surprised Australia hasn't hosted one, to be honest. Yeah. And okay, it caused a lot of disruption for the times, but you get into that, don't you? Like you remember, you remember being a kid and watching two thousand two at like eight or eleven in the morning with cereal. <laughs> yeah. Like you get into it. Like yeah, I, I feel like Australia is a great safe place for them to go. You got, sta- got stadiums <laughs> as well. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, rules. Of, yeah, and a lot of um, a lot of fans in the Asian countries will still be out. Like it's still far. But it's a lot nearer to them than um, it is us, and you still get a lot of Asian fans to be able to get there. You'll still get family and stuff there that will make the excuse to go. Um, you, the world will still turn up in Australia, even though it's not that close to anything else. But yeah, you would yeah. have thought um, maybe FIFA... a joint bid of New Zealand so they can come back. Yeah, you would have thought FIFA would love it down there. Uh, you know, with, uh, some of their own criminals. 
I'm really surprised we haven't done it there, to be fair. But, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, very quickly then. Where does this World Cup rank to others? Uh, it's a tough one because I, re- I have really enjoyed it. I have really enjoyed football and I have enjoyed the final. was great. England, you know, played well most of it. Um, there's been some great games. We've seen some, you know, Morocco, Saudi Arabia. seen some amazing things happen there. We've had some heartbreak. But it is always going to be tarnished. Um it's a weird one, man. Uh, I've enjoyed it a lot. Um, I'm trying to like think about 2018. Like, I really enjoyed 2018, probably more so. But that was because England got further, right? And there was a true belief that it, it might just happen for us. Mm. Um, football's probably a little bit better than the whole than this one. But yeah, I'd probably it'd probably be up there for me. Probably it probably is sort of top five. I just don't want to. I don't want to give it. Anywhere too high, really. Yeah, what I would say about this particular World Cup politics aside is that there weren't very many good goals scored. There was no, no like twenty eighteen. Yeah. There was like loads of it's, like screamers and like mm, really audacious goals. It's a weird, this one. They were just all quite similar. Yeah, it's a weird World Cup for goals because like there's I read there was the lowest amount of shots since they started like collecting data on that. Um, what I think is probably around seven. But there was more goals than last time, but it just shows maybe people more clinical. But yeah, I'd, yeah, so there's not there's a few really great goals. You have got that Saudi Arabian one. You've got uh, Richarlison. Uh, was it Brazilian Richarlison? Yeah, one. Yeah, there's a few really great goals, but yeah, it's not some. Usually you have a few more for sure. Yeah, it's not it's not being the most amazing goals. It's just it's more for to me. It's the upsets that have kept it quite quite exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Mbappe has 12 World Cup goals and he's only 23. Yeah. Yeah, Miroslav closer, 16. I think it's pretty obvious he's going to become the most... He's yeah, going to yeah. top that pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah. I'll tell you what, it's, it's just a real shame that Norway probably aren't going to consistently get to World Cups because... I'm sure Erling would love a go at that record. <laughs> Probably get it in one game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he could do, couldn't he? Like, if, he if they drew Panama or something, it wouldn't surprise <laughs> you, would it? It's like... <laughs> but it's just a shame that, you know, Norway are going to be a good team, man. They've got a couple of good young players, but they're just not, they're just never going to be, like, you know, Argentina, we, we we joke about like how Messi's their best player and everyone else is not quite as good, but <laughs> they're still very good, really. Like, um, I don't, I don't, yeah. Haaland, as good as some of those other Norwegian players are, um, I don't, I don't see them ever. <laughs> Haaland ever being in the chance of winning a World Cup was a shame, but yeah, I mean, Mbappe's got to have that record for sure. He'll definitely get got it. it um, so news came out today: Karim Benzema is retired from international football. And of course, um, Gareth Southgate is going to stay on until at least the European Championships as well, which I think we'll both be happy about. Yeah. Despite the controversy. If you want to listen yeah, to what right we decision. think, it's the right decision. It just is. If you if you say otherwise, you just don't know about football, to be honest. Football yeah. tactics or anything else. So I was thinking about this the other day. I don't know if it, I said it last time. My final thing I'll say on this is, to the people who keep saying, you'll never get a job in the Prem, there's only ever... Been one World Cup winning manager who's also managed in the Prem. 
Yeah. Which is Harry? Uh, he, uh, he's Harry. Big Phil Scolari. Oh, of course, yes. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He managed Chelsea. Yeah. And he was fired within six months. Yeah. So that not... just it goes to show, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's a different. It is a different thing. And um, all right, you have you have a few managers that are very successful on both fields, but on the whole, you generally have national managers who are very good at, at what they do, and then you have club managers, and often they don't translate. All right, it's very rare that you have players that, that have managers that do make that swap with ease, really. Especially in Prem- like we don't see it so much in our league, anyway. Um, in our system, absolutely. Well, that's enough on the uh, yeah. Maybe that's enough on the uh, Qatar World Cup. Let's draw that to a close. We're speaking about how negative this particular World Cup has been, and maybe a few of the talking points mm. and controversies, etc. But how do we improve a World Cup? Well, Harry, I've done some thinking and I've come up with some right. slightly slightly ludicrous. Um, <laughs> ideas which I'd like to run by yeah. you um, so how about this so maybe this is a way Norway could win the World Cup All right. there's no qualification it's a lottery for the 32 teams <laughs> so when you say it's a lottery all, what, every country has to tune in yeah they out roll, of the 200, 216 balls, like, you could get yeah. I don't know, Papua New Guinea it's like, against... it's like the FA Cup draw exactly yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. They get like a local like celebrity it. on. No, it's I like, like it, um, you know, Euro- Eurovision. Where they I get don't like, like a... our odds. <laughs> <laughs> yes, get... so you've got a representative of each country. Yeah, you got like a local Gordon. presenter. Yeah, yeah. It's like a League Two footballer like pops up next, yeah, next like <laughs> some random fan cotton lookalike. So, yeah. Love it. <laughs> so Bermuda's got like Sean Gota. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it'd, be, it'd be great, be absolutely great. Especially now yeah. there's going to be 48 teams. Like, it might, we, we might always still qualify. You know? <laughs> oh, 48 teams got a one in five chance, haven't you? But yeah, you could yeah. get. Um, be nice to see someone like I don't know, Antigua at a World Cup, and you yeah. you get you definitely get like Nigeria would definitely win a World Cup if that was the case. It was kind of all lottery based, and like you just had a load of random Nepal and. Teams like that, you know. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Uh, number two, um, the manager of your country is randomly assigned from <laughs> like the postcode lottery. <laughs> oh, no, no. I could not see the amount of football fans that think they know how to be a football manager because they once did all right on, on FIFA. Uh, no, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to see... The guy there's three doors up playing four four two, saying Neil Warnock's the best manager I've ever seen. Like, let's just copy that. No, thank you. No, not a good idea. It'd be funny. <laughs> it'd be funny, but I know for England it'd be terrible. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, if a tournament is going badly, you're allowed to activate the legend button, yes. and you're allowed to bring back one player who's now retired. Yes, I like that. So for like, England, who would you bring back? I mean, if it, it depends what the situation is, you know. If we got a free kick, <laughs> there's the different players are going to choose, right? Um, but probably, in some ways, I'd I'd bring back just like Prime Rooney when he just couldn't stop scoring for England. That'd be perfect. Um, 
thing is, I feel like we're quite good at the moment. I don't think there's many people you'd want to mess around with in that team. But I always, in my head, I always feel like Beckham coming off the bench to score a free kick would be still. He, he can probably still score a lovely free kick, can't he? I feel like that would. It was just, and also just because who he is, the, the fear that I would put in people seeing like Beckham strolling onto the pitch mm. just to take a free kick and then go sit down again, I think would be hilarious. Yeah, I'd like to see Ronaldinho again for Brazil. I reckon he'd still like, be nutmegging people. Yeah, yeah. Etc. Stealing their wallet on the way past. <laughs> yeah. because <laughs> Allegedly, yeah. <laughs> Enters the country in a Paraguayan <laughs> passport. <laughs> Whatever it was. <laughs> Uh, next. Yeah, he comes on for Paraguay. <laughs> <laughs> comes on for Paraguay. <laughs> Ronald, yeah, I told you. Ronald Didi. Ronald Didi, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's uh, better. You get a random legend, but not one from your own country. <laughs> I love the idea of Iceland getting JJ Okacha. <laughs> Oh dear! Um, Dan comes on for Italy and just starts head by his own teammates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh dear! Yeah, absolutely. Um, Pierre Luigi Cleaner has to ref every single World Cup game into his untimely death. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, I think it'd be quite fun to see a ninety-year-old man and try and keep up with keep up with uh, professional athletes. Absolutely. Uh, this one's a bit out there, but still. Hologram referees, VAR make every decision. It's the future. Oh, that too. That'd be pretty good. Um, <laughs> it, it, not too dissimilar to that is this one. Um, in the event of penalties to relieve pressure off the goalkeepers, instead of having a goalkeeper in goal, you've got one of those robots you see at science museums. <laughs> like, just for big one arm ones to like, put the cars <laughs> together and all that. Like. No, not that. You've not, you've not seen it when there's a goal. And it just like it's got like a robot. It goes ding. It's like flips oh, to the yes, left or right. Yeah, yes. one of those in goal. <laughs> they them at fairs and stuff, don't they? Yeah, that'd be. Yeah, so basically, like the little scam art, this sort of fair game, but like, but with a proper yeah. intelligent computer. Yeah, I wonder. Like yeah, I wonder if you could fake shot those. <laughs> and then just like... Yeah, yeah. Penenka, right? <laughs> <laughs> Penenka robot. <laughs> As, if we don't see that in a World Cup final, I don't know what we will. See. <laughs> I can't okay, believe it he's penenkered R2-D2 <laughs> That's, you need to get a Star Wars character in goal it's not the one I would choose though. Yeah, yeah, well, well. what Star Wars character just use the force you can just stop it in mid-air be a bit <laughs> fucked if you got the C-3PO yeah we've, we've picked R2-D2 that's the one we picked I don't know why I can <laughs> he's a robot <laughs> isn't he yeah, it's true. You got a Star Wars robot in goal. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, here's, I think this one they could do. Have an old school tournament. So all 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 the stadiums, are like classic stadiums, like Nottingham Forest for the park. Every team's got to wear the classic kits from like the eighties. Mm. Old school ball as well. So you got one of those old leather balls that was sewed up. Um, oh, okay. so have like a sixties retro World Cup. I think. If only. We had the 100th anniversary of the World Cup coming up. Well, 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 we do. Mm. Um, all 23 men of the squad have to have a minimum players, uh, a minimum five minutes playing time per game. Per game? Per game. I think it'd be a way of like, introducing like new players, getting yeah. a match fit. I think it'd be good for the future. So I think that's quite a sensible one. 
I think it'd be a way that we'd see more Ben White's leaving the camp early. But <laughs> yeah, oh, you've got to go home. <laughs> weird, that, isn't it? Um, here's another weird one. If you hit each post in the crossbar during the 90 minutes, you yeah. get 0. 0.5 of a goal. <laughs> I like it, yeah. I like so you hit it. left post, right post, and the crossbar. I like you get 0. it. 0.5 of a goal. It sort of incentivizes you to hit the post, but not well enough. You're just going to go for the post. You're going to still try and get a goal, but if if you've already hit the post and you're and you're now one point five, one point five, you might you know you might be like, all right, if I just smack it, if it hits the post, we go to two one point five up. I like it. I think it adds tactical awareness to the game. <laughs> <laughs> you get you get games where they New just level. like. You'll get games where the goalkeeper just rolls it to his own post, like taps it against it, and then just like throws <laughs> it, throws it in his own goal. Um, but I'm just thinking it was stop draws. It's very American, isn't it? Oh, we don't want to yeah. die. <laughs> well, I'm just, well, you, could, you still could, you could still get a draw, but I just like the idea if, like, yeah. <laughs> if like it's one all in the 90th minute, and then I don't know, let's say, oh, oh let's say then the striker like hits the fucking crossbar in the like 94th minute of injury time and it's like that's it he's won it by just by hitting the crossbar so you have you have to have hit for the other posts first yeah you have to hit all three. Oh no yeah no you've got to go left right crossbar yeah okay so it's like you've already hit the crossbar you've already hit the left and then like you've got another shot you're like oh do we do we try and get the goal or do i just chip it to the post to give a point five? yeah i like it i think it'd be funny um next all sponsors should be charities and the official beer of the tournament should be a random brewing company. Yes, I like that. So I, I like the idea of Post-coat. like, yeah, po- well, basically like- just local brewing company. The FIFA World Cup is sponsored by Derek and June's Home Brew. Yes, I like it. I think it'd be quite so funny. Like the, the, the local brewing company nearest to the stadium? Or, or like, oh, you could do, yeah. All the ones nearest to the stadium are entered into a draw because otherwise people would just keep buying plots of land closer and closer wouldn't yeah um no throw-ins or corners we just have a four-foot wall around the around the borders for the world cup final fifa street fifa street <laughs> world cup start uh, kind of like yeah a bit like bowling i guess <laughs> yeah, yeah. lift up the walls <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah i like it uh... um, um diana ross on penalties or other former motown singers <laughs> Okay, yeah, why? Why not? Yeah. I was thinking, <laughs> we've seen Diana Ross take a penalty, but I was thinking of other Motown singers. Steve, Steve Wonder's blind, and he could probably still get it in. <laughs> the referees for the next World Cup should all be former WWE referees. Uh, incredible, yes. Just because, you know, they like, you can like tap them on the shoulder, and then they'll like fall down and pretend to be like, right. just like, they'll go really, like, they'll be played dead for like 10 minutes. Those that have ever played the WWE PlayStation yeah. 2 games, just tap them lightly and they fall down. Um, but then you could also, you know, in like how WWE, like the ref will like play dead or whatever as part of the part of the action scene. They can do that in a real life match. So they're just like dead on the grass. <laughs> and then like the players still play on and like they start kicking yes. each other and shit and yeah, getting away with stuff. We're allowed, or, yeah. You know, we're when, allowed to get away with it. The AR di- yeah. disappears. Oh, yeah, well. yeah, like yeah, so you know, like a, in, a, in like a tag team wrestling match when one of the uh, 
one of the people who's not tagged in will get like a steel chair and distract the ref. Yeah. And while the referee is distracted, like there'll be yeah, some foul yeah. play going on. It'll be <laughs> the same same on the sidelines. You have like, I don't know, if the manager like distracting the ref while that's going on, like the fucking like throwing fists and stuff on the pitch. Yeah. Distracting the referee. Ronaldo comes off the bench, chucks the brass knuckles over to Bruno <laughs> Fernandez. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like it. <laughs> Paul we, gets put we, for a do, table. Do we, does it mean we also get though sometimes? Yeah, yeah. Pogba get for tables. <laughs> yes. um, do, do we also get that moment where the refs down and then? Someone scores, no one's there to call it. So they're about to give a ball out, and then another referee comes running out the tunnel. <laughs> and like, yeah. yeah, give him the whistle quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fucking funny. Yeah, definitely. Um, Do we get uh, Infantino doing the Vince McMahon walk down as well? <laughs> Special guest referee. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, VAR animations to be humorous, like 10 pin bowling. <laughs> <laughs> for some for some reason I thought you were gonna say like the TV show catchphrase. <laughs> oh that that too. If you've been like I'm pretty sure I've even been even been bowling with you. You know when you get like a strike or a spare, it's just like an animation yeah. of like a western or something. I think like sure, when yeah. when someone's offside, it'd be like, yeah, like those catchphrase animations where it's like a bit yeah. a bit a bit comical. Why not? I think I've just got make it a bit more, you know. Was, Anything's got to be better than this year's. <laughs> oh yeah, the fucking what is it, the, the cube or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure the American ones will probably go into real explanation explanation of it, just in case for you know the audience at home still don't understand soccer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think it'd be quite good just to have a funny animation, like a cartoon yeah. person offside. because <laughs> oh, it use use famous cartoons from the country you're in. So in America, we can have like we can have like Bugs Bunny, like and yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah road, road, road runner, road offside. runner running offside. Yes, yes. I love it. It works. Looney Tunes, <laughs> Warner Brothers, get in touch. Um, next, if it's nil nil at half time, someone tightrope walks across the stadium right above you. <laughs> Who is it? A player? Just anyone. It doesn't matter. It just like makes it more interesting. So you've, you've paid your ticket. You get you get an entertainment, <laughs> and then there's a jeopardy if they're going to fall off the pitch, like when the game's still being played. <laughs> All right, all right. I'll take it. Sometimes when it's nil nil, sometimes you need for entertainment. Else, well, absolutely. Yeah. Um, next, the texture of the playing surface changes to depict the stereotype <laughs> of that country. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> so if it, let's say have... so, it should have been a sand, sandy surface in Qatar. Um, you know, yeah. if it's so it's just what the host country is. It is. A... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the host okay. country. So if, if the World okay. Cup's in Qatar, you play in sand. If it's in Scotland, yeah. you play in tarmac, and if it's in <laughs> and if it's in Pakistan, you play in ankle deep water. <laughs> Too soon. Uh, oh god. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure uh, how well that one will go down. <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean, you could but, have yeah, like if, you, if it is it's a Winter brilliant. World Cup, you, you could have it in snow. You know. Yeah, I mean. Or in tennis, form. does it basically yeah, exactly? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you have a world cup in For France, a second, I thought you meant each team get their half, like, oh, right, over their country. So you'd have like half of it as grass, half of it as sand. I thought it was getting very, um, uh, rocket ball. No, uh, rocket rocket, yeah, rocket ball. no, no, I know what you mean. No, but you could have snow, 
grass, yeah. clay if it's in France. Clay. Um, yeah, yeah um, turf. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we need different surfaces. I think it yeah. makes it more. You know, the bounce of the ball, if like a basketball court one. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's um, the American home team. Um, it's compulsory for the goalkeepers to wear jogging bottoms in the style of Gabor Karani. Yeah, it should be. And one helps differentiate them. <laughs> that too. Um, once per tournament, each team has to field their under twenty-one team. It's interesting because mo- most people are going to want to do it in a group stage. Do you risk doing it in the first one and putting yourself in a difficult task, or do you risk if you don't do it in the first one and then you still lose I and mean, you don't want to do it for the next two? Then you've got to do it in around sixteen. Like oh, scary times. What happens yeah. if you get knocked out and you haven't bothered to do it though? Do you get a fine? Don't know. That's a good point, actually. Maybe maybe you've got to do it in the group stage. You have to if do it. If you don't, those players aren't allowed to start in the adult team the next time around. <laughs> banned. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Indefinitely banned. Um, yeah, I thought it'd be quite a good incentive. Like It would get younger players like match fit for the next tournament, and it? Added, mm-hmm. added experience and all that. Sure, yeah. And the, la- the, the last one, the last one as well. So the host country is picked alphabetically like a series of QI. Okay. So it just so, goes A, B, C, D, F, G. So we have yeah. Qatar. What would be next? R? Well, it's just Adrosh. Uh, okay, Romania. Romania, yeah. Rwanda. Why not? Um, everyone, everyone else is going to be there if our government have their way. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. They really sponsor Arsenal, don't they? Um, yeah, yeah. Where else are oh, oh. more countries beginning with R, surely? Uh, Russia, Romania, Rwanda. What are we not thinking of? Maybe it's just those three. Maybe it is. Republic oh, of Ireland. Yeah. Okay, technically, yeah. Republic Maybe a few is... countries, technically, Republic. Yeah. Oh. Republic People's Republic of China. No. Mm, PR. Mm. But still, it'd be pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Means Iceland. We could start it. We could. We could essentially start it from the next one. Forget the Canada and Mexico bit and just be like, America. <laughs> yeah. The uh, Britain. The Libya. Uh, <laughs> Britain, yeah. yeah. C, Canada. D, Denmark. E, England. Going to host it twice in quick succession. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you, <F>, Estonia. <laughs> yeah, F, France. G, Georgia. Let me see. G, H, H, Holland. I, mm-hmm. Iceland. J, Japan. K, Korea, straight after Japan, you know. <laughs> Fuck you, Kenya. Um, <laughs> JK, L, L. Latvia. Latvia. <laughs> M, Montenegro. N, Nigeria. O, Oman. P, Paraguay. Uh, Q, we've had Qatar, haven't we? R, Romania. S, um, Sudan. That'd be dodgy, but there we go. Um, U is Bekistan. S, we did miss out T. Almost T. Uh, T, Thailand, mm. Uzbekistan. V, Vanuatu. I don't think there's is there a country of W? Wales. Wales, yeah. <laughs> We're like, we live Almost. next one. Yeah. Uh, there's cool. no of X. We've got Y, Yemen, and then Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe, yes. There we go. We we have predicted the next twenty. We won't be alive, but um, <laughs> we won't be alive. But we've done the next twenty six hosts of uh, or twenty five like hosts. 
of the World Cup. So if you're listening, FIFA, that's what we're going to do. Um, but it's time now for our irregular, regular quiz. Now, we've been doing like a World Cup top 10 questions throughout the last few episodes. Um, but this time oh. is all about the current World Cup that's just finished. So, Harry, yeah. no no time in this week, but I'm going to give you 10 questions. And it's all from the World Cup in 2022. So play along at home. Are you ready? Number one, how many goals did Mbappe score? Mm. <laughs> Man, I should know this. I literally was just reading the awards um, before we started. So that should have told me. Uh, three, three. I actually don't know off the top of my head. Um, I want to say it is... It's a guess. I'm going to say he's got nine Eight. Eight. Oh, so close to saying eight. That was so close. All right. Uh, one off, yeah. What's the name of the stadium where the final was played? Oh, mate, I don't remember how to say any of it. I was purposely trying not to think about the stadium so much. <laughs> I, I did not learn their names. Well, usually I quite enjoy learning the names of the stadium, so I haven't actually got a clue. Loose Stadium. Okay. Is that because it's full saying? No, sorry. <laughs> Right. Um, number three. Good start, isn't it? Good start. Is it right? Name name one of the players that missed a penalty in the final. Fuck, what was his name? Who is that? We spoke about him earlier. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Spoke about Who both of them earlier. The, I'm trying to think of the French. I can picture him walking up, but I felt like he didn't look like he was going to school. Um, oh, fuck, this is gonna, this is so annoying, mate. I can't think. Like, this is, this is why I hate these quizzes. I like, put me on a spot and my mind just goes blank. <laughs> um, midfielder, man, Two. this is literally just rewatch the highlights as well. So I can literally pick to this, All right? Here we go. You ready? So, one, yeah. of, the, one of them is Kings of Coban, yeah. And the other one was Shumani. You could have had any of those two next. Oh, mate, I literally... <laughs> oh, I literally watched this just before coming on as well. I watched the highlights again. And, yeah. Who who was the oldest goal scorer at this World Cup? Oh, uh, I don't actually know that. Um, Should do. Is it, is it Ronaldo? No, it plays in the same team, oh. though. Also used to play for Real Madrid. <laughs> also played for him, with him at Madrid. Who played at Madrid with him? Portuguese. Um, fucking blanking on that as well. <laughs> like, this is awful. I told you it was going to be awful. Pepe. Oh, of course, yeah. Of course, it was Pepe, wasn't it? Yeah. Pepe. We, were, we literally spoke at the time of like, is he still going? <laughs> Yeah. Um, who was ranked number one before the tournament started? Who was ranked number one mm-hmm. before the tournament started? France. Brazil. Brazil. Oh, Brazil. Mm. Was Belgium second as well? Or something? Sorry, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, who was the lowest ranked team? Oh, Saudi Arabia. Qatar. Iraq. Qatar. Oh, oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, which English singer pulled out of the opening ceremony, having originally been booked? Oh, was it Mr. Williams? No, he played. He was there. He was there. Um, it's a lady. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> Adele. Dua Lipa. Oh, okay. Who That's scored awesome. who scored England's first goal of the tournament? Right, let me let me picture being back at work watching it. Iran, <laughs> it would have been. Yeah. It was, it was, no, he didn't score in that game. Um was it Saka? No, it was Jude Bellingham. Oh, it was Bellingham. Okay. Uh, Mbappe got eight goals as top goal scorer. Who came second with seven? Uh, who came second with seven? What country? He played in the final. Oh, I don't because I'm because I'm torn between two. Then well, <laughs> is, is he French? No, no, good. All right. So is it is it Messi? Yes. Yeah. Scored two in the final as well. Yeah. Um, and lastly, who got the first red card of the tournament? <laughs> In quite in quite hilarious circumstances. Was it quite early on? Yeah. Um, or relatively. Oh, is it? Hang on, the goalkeeper. Oh fuck! I remember this because it was it was it's an upset game. Keeper goes off and they lose, don't they? Um, Plays Crystal Palace, I think. Oh, I don't know his fucking name. Um, I can't tell you what country it was now. It's been a long World Cup, man. I'm telling you. Uh... <laughs> country was Wales. Oh, what's his name? <laughs> Jones. No. <laughs> They're like Hennessy. Hennessy? Is that what you yes, called? Yes. Yes. Wayne. Yeah. Wayne Hennessy. Wayne, Wayne. Wayne. Yes. Wayne Hennessy against the wrong was it yeah yeah against Iran and then yeah I think so it was quite yeah feels so long ago Wales being in the tournament absolutely (laughs) it was a while ago wasn't it Um, yeah because the Leicester keeper had to come on didn't he Um, Mm. fair enough well that's the end of the quiz you got three out of ten Um, so it just goes to to show we should probably stick to the noughties and uh, previous World Cups the thing is it's weird right naughty stuff sort of just stay Lives rent free in my head. Trying to remember what happened last week is. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened breakfast this Maybe morning. Maybe I'm just old. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. but I, I don't know. It's nostalgia, isn't it? Maybe I think yeah, you remember things yeah. that are more funny. Uh, but anyway, that's the quiz. Now, as it is the last episode of this uh, Dream of a Life series, I have one more packet of panini stickers left. So what I thought I'd do is that I'd scrap my four and your 4.5 on the what's in your panini leaderboard open the last packet with the hope and dream of giving us a joint a joint score <laughs> under the yes. team of our lives podcast on the leaderboard so we're going to be wiped that's fun tough, tough luck uh so aaron's on top with nine he got three shinies one pack uh brazil mexico and wales i believe as well as some good players as well Can- for us to get anywhere near that we need to get like a messy mbappe what what happens if we get the Argentina squad? Because previously that really didn't mean much, and that's so. But they have World Cup winners now. But is that is that unfair? We'll see unfair. how it pan, we'll see how it pans out. If we get it, we can we can discuss it then. Yeah, yeah. I think but, I think I think it's fair doing this because Jed is firmly at the bottom. Yeah. So really, realistically, doing this, we're just going to muddle around. Uh, yeah, mid, Aaron firmly at the top. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the only thing that could stop him is us getting a Qatari royal flush. Ooh. Well, let's Don't see. Think this it's possible. is the final edition of What's in Your Pinini 2022. Packet. Oh. It's been opened. We need someone big in here. Someone huge. Yeah, big, it? Well, I tell you what, 
I tell you what, I, ne- I knew these stickers existed, but this is our first time finding one. We start with a shiny. It's a shiny of the French squad in 2018 that won the World Cup. Oh, that's not bad. Previous title holders. The previous title holders. It's the team photo shiny of them. So, yeah, these World Cup stickers aren't that bad because you can get some throwback shinies, which is quite nice. I, I can't wait for the uh, World Cup stickers of the WWE referees. Yeah, El Hefner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but let's see. Let's see. If, that's a good start, I think. Yeah. Uh, can we get any better? Andre. Andre Silva, Portugal. Average, average, average. Still, still, still not too bad. Oh, no. Um, Hrstich of Australia. It's not getting good. Yes, my fav- he's my favourite player. Um, he plays yeah. for Australia. And uh, when they might host the World Cup in 27 years or 26 years because we go back to A. Yeah, it's true. After America. Yep. <laughs> no, that's no, that's only if you're doing a World Cup every year. Oh yeah, yeah. So it'll be Sorry, yeah, I think it'll be like it'll be 112 years. Yeah, that's fine. That's enough time to prepare for you. <laughs> I finally get a squad together, but yeah. Fair enough. Oh, we got another Australian, Martin Boyle. Oh, this is going shit. Oh, the Australian Royal Flush. Australian. <laughs> and we finish with Simon Mignolet. Oh, you cunt. Not Simon Mignolet. Uh, Liverpool reject. Oh, oh we, had the, we had the shiny for France. It gave me a bit of a yeah. uh, sense of false security. Um, but there we go. Much, mate, I, I'm, I'm not even, you know what? Just keep our fucking scores, mate. It's not even fucking worth it. Yeah, it's not worth it, isn't it? Fuck it. It's not worth trying to figure it out. There we go. No worries. Well, thank you for listening to Dream of Our Lives. We'll be back in the new year with more Naughties action on Team of Our Lives. Um, so let us know what you want us to talk about. And uh, hopefully you've enjoyed our uncynical take as well uh well very cynical uh but an un- unprofessional take i guess uh, yeah, uh, on this. if you ever wanted unprofessionalism this is where you come <laughs> oh absolutely we made we made a, a horrific joke about pakistan or say we oh, i did you say we you you very much did. <laughs> there we go then. uh but thank you for listening to dream of our lives Hope you've had a wonderful see you time. In four years. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you in four years. Maybe well, if we do the Euros, maybe two. And we'll see you in twenty one twenty three for the Australian World Cup. <laughs> yes. Until then, Sayonara. We're not creative enough. We're not positive enough. It's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming We'll go on getting back, it's on getting back, it's on getting back, it's on getting back. There's every chance that Wayne Rooney could go back to the Man United training ground and stick one on Ronaldo. Oh, Beckham could raise the roof here with a goal. I don't believe it. David Beckham scores the goal to take England all the way to the World Cup Finals.
Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.